Talking to people about dark matter and neutrinos can be funny. Surely you're joking. Hopefully, yes. What a wonderful universe. Welcome to Surely You're Joking. I'm your host, Dr. Kevin Peter Hickerson. This week we have Jimmy O. Yang back from Boston. So excited for that. Yeah. How's it going, Jimmy? I'm doing well. Glad Great. to be back. Great. And of course, Owen Benjamin, also back on the show. Hello. How are you doing, Owen? <laughs> Owen, uh, would you like to go ahead and introduce our guest? Surendra Atikari. Yes, nailed it, nailed it, Owen. Sorry, my bad that I listen. (laughs) Dr. Adigari is a PhD, has a PhD uh, from Stanford, I think. Uh, No, from University of Calgary, Canada. Okay, from Canada. Nice. And uh, you study geology. Uh, I study geophysics in general and climate change and earth surface processes. Okay, so the reason I asked you to join us this week is because uh, last week your your work went totally internet viral, and I love it when science stories do that. Yeah, that's been two months now. Oh, okay, <laughs> but it really peaked that day. You know, what's weird is it, like viral stuff is like that. Sometimes it just randomly goes viral, even though it was out before, and you know, it's anyway. So I'm just gonna tell you what I read about it, and then and then we'll you know you can tell us more. Scale about Scale one it. to ten, though, how good did I do the name? Uh, that's pretty good, actually. I'd say like eight. Thanks. Wow. Yeah, for that's your, pretty good, yeah. Yeah, for your listeners uh, at home wondering, I didn't say it because, as you know from watching, the, from listening to the show, that uh, I fuck that stuff up a lot. Sarenda Atikari. Sarenda Atikari. Sarenda Atikari. Did I do it better? Did I get a nine? You did it better between me and Jimmy. Uh, I think you got eight and you got seven. Sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. English is my second language. So what language is that name in? Nepali. Napoli. Oh, Jimmy, don't yeah. you speak Canadian that's, instead of English? I speak Napoli fluently. That's also a Chinese. No, no, it's not. I don't want to <laughs> yeah, get offensive just all at some point. Chinese. Yeah, <laughs> it's all just under the whole Chinese umbrella. <laughs> all right. So your story that went uh, viral was about the fact that uh, surprise, surprise, the ice is melting. But um, more interesting than that is that the melting of the ice caps is actually affecting the spin of the earth itself and usually when we talk about global warming and affecting the climate we usually just think of it changing you know the distribution of uh, temperature and weather and uh, on the surface of the earth but this is actually like a macroscopic thing that matters to astronomers so uh so how did you go about uh, discovering this well uh you want me to give a a very brief background about what actually we oh sure don't go by my summary my summary sucks well, I mean, that's good. That's yeah. pretty good. I mean, normally that's about by... a six. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, think I literally that's... read this on Gizmodo. So, you know, it's yeah, but I think they, they covered pretty well. So in general, by uh, global warming and the effects of global warming, we say like the temperatures are rising, sea level rising, right? And glaciers and ice are melting. And that's true. But uh, here we put forward at another uh, interesting effect of global warming. And it's a it has something to do with the fundamental rotation of our planet. So that's kind of fancy in that sense, right? Wow. How does that happen? I know I'm getting right to the chase here, but like how does warmth change the wobble or the, the axis of an entire planet? Well, it's related to the distribution of mass, in fact. So so imagine we have ah, the, gotcha. the ideal sphere, right? It's spinning about some axis. And then mm-hmm. you, if you distribute the mass, meaning you remove mass from Greenland ice sheet and then dump it, elsewhere in the ocean, right? Well, I got a better analogy, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it, I got a really good one, too, so let's hear yours first. Okay. <laughs> I also have a good analogy. If you're on a small <laughs> sailboat, you know, you got three people of, say, over 300 pounds, and then, you know, me, which is about 130 pounds, and the three fat guys, well, not necessarily fat, maybe they're like seven feet tall, 300 pounds, which is very reasonable mass, goes into one end of the sailboat, the boat's going to tip that way while exactly. I stay on the other end. You see? Mine's it's better because, the mine, mass. because mine also includes centrifugal force. So a figure skater twirling around, That's true. you put an ankle weight on her leg, she's going to twirl a little bit differently. Scale one to 10, Whose was better between me and Jimmy's? Well, that's the analogy that you can find in uh, Wikipedia. So maybe you again. I didn't steal it from Wikipedia. Oh, whoa, see? <laughs> yours is disqualified. That's why I, I didn't steal I, it from yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah, but he didn't study. But he didn't he, that was the top of his head. head. If he had yeah. studied, then one. That Let's would say a basketball be fair, player but... playing, uh, is spinning a basketball on his finger and a uh-huh. butterfly lands on it. 
Oh, snap. <laughs> That's another one. Now it's going to wobble slightly differently. So what if the figure skater's wearing a fanny pack full of marbles? So in in this in both these analogies, <laughs> the, the the thing that actually causes it, though, is, like, I guess normally ice is on the poles. And well, so that'd be, like, the figure skater having... Are, are you saying Polish uh, people or icy people? <laughs> this is well, a true well, fact, but I'm not saying that. You just said uh, ice yeah. is on the poles. Well, well it, yeah. Well, so, in fact, the highest uh, impact would be uh, related to the changes around the 45 degree uh, north and south latitude. So it's not entirely oh. related to the changes that we observe on the poles. So it, it so. You're talking the, Cancer Capricorn situations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So. I'm a. What's that though? 23 and a half degrees though. Was I off? Oh by no, it's like. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's saying 45. It's 45 geometric thing. 45 plus minus. Yeah. The other, the other one is incidental. It has to do with our current tilt, tilt with respect the, yeah. to the sun. Ah. 45 is a thing that has to do with the moment of inertia exactly. tensor exactly. of the Earth. Yeah. That yeah, one's a physics yeah. one, so I know that that's one. True. Well done, that's Kevin. True. Thank you. Yeah, that's very, very a broken true. clock is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> so does this, is this kind of saying global warming is very real and dangerous? Kind of. Well, Especially if you, have a coat, uh, if you have a coat business, it is. <laughs> or, or, if, <laughs> or if you're a Polish uh, ice skater. Well, I mean, uh, again, so it's an interesting uh, effect, and another effect of global warming. But if we really want to talk about the consequences that it might, you know, uh, create, uh, that's probably negligible compared to, you know, like what we expect uh, from sea level rise or, you know, temperature changes. But Isn't that funny about the Internet, though? Like... People freaked out about it because visually the idea of it changing the planet is a huge deal. But That's then true. that was the thing at the end of the article is like, by the way, of all the things you have to worry about global warming, this is not even remotely close to one of them. Yeah. It's literally like, this will give you cancer. Oh, not a big deal. But it'll make one shoe a little thicker on the sole. <laughs> no way. Wait, what? And it's funny. Uh, you're concerned about sea level rise, but yes. you're from a country that has to worry the least about sea level yeah, rise. You guys are Nepal, safe. you guys wow, are high up. Good point. <laughs> if yeah. anything, it's just going to make yeah, it that... a lot more warm there. It's going to be like a new beachfront kind of fun place. Mount wish... Everest will be like. <laughs> I a wish that would happen in the near future, but I don't think that would happen. You guys would be the last surviving people as the water rises and rises. Yeah. Nobody can like survive up there but the Napolese. Exactly. And the Mount vegans certainly the... couldn't. You know, Mount Everest would be the last place we might want to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you guys hear about That's that Mount story? Everlast. No. Yes, what was it? Exactly. Yeah. The, this, cu- the, this couple, uh, they were trying to climb, I think, Mount Everest, right? Uh-huh. And uh, to prove that vegans can do anything that everybody else can do, died. and then they died. Of course. Wow. It was very sad. <laughs> of course, right, they case did. closed. <laughs> Vegetarians can, but vegans, you're missing a real protein source. <laughs> talking about milk, talking about eggs, bro. <laughs> when did you move here to the states? Uh, here, it's been three years, more than three years. Oh, so basically your whole life you're in, uh... No, Calgary, I, my friend. Yeah, oh. I, I was there for five years, and before that, uh, I was in Belgium for two years for master's wow. degree. So How's I have Belgium? been traveling, yes. Is Belgium nice? Uh, what's that? Is Belgium nice? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, I like their beers. Yeah, yeah, beers and chocolates. And, I like uh, their airport. Yeah, they're very the neutral, airport. very neutral people. I like neutral people. That's yeah. how their airport was. It was just, yeah, this is okay. So what I did love the, that. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess my point of saying, asking that is, what did the locals think about climbing mountains over there? Like, they say, oh, these American idiots coming to climb this thing. We locals wouldn't even climb. Oh, dude, What's they're wrong not with all you guys? Americans. They're not well, I mean, th- these white people generally is what I meant. <laughs> well, I mean, there, uh, you guys must have heard about Sherpas, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sherpas kind of a typical ethnic group who live in the high altitude. Yeah. And they oh, my God. Expert, right? I seriously thought it was a profession. I feel like a dick. Well, well Sherpa's a now, nowadays it's been a profession, right? Yeah, it's kind of like Jewish is a religion and an ethnicity. It's yeah. kind of like that with Sherpa. It's like, uh, yeah, okay. it's a group, but it also, you kind of know what you're up to. Oh, it's really killing on this podcast. Yeah. that That's a good analogy. Yeah, you act yeah, pretty yeah. surprised, which I find a little condescending. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go pro any day now. <laughs> but yeah, the Sherpas. Yeah, so the Sherpas. Well, I mean, Sherpas are normally, so they are the one who, you know, like, uh, uh, help, like, foreigners, right, to climb the Mount Everest. So what they call, I mean, they are the guide, you know, like high mountain climbing guides, right? Yeah. And there are other ethnic groups, including myself, probably. And so we live in kind of, you know, lowland, and mm-hmm. we are not really used to climbing 
But lowland to you is like how many feet above sea level? <laughs> it's no, like you know, like it's, it's, it's been very strange. Uh, we have very strange topography there, actually. So uh, Nepal is like east-west. It looks like a rectangular thing, right? And then the north-south is uh, about uh, 100 miles. Yeah. And over the uh, spatial, you know, like over that spatial extent, so we climb from maybe some tens of meter above sea level to 8,848 meters. So you wow. can see the very big relief there, right? Mm-hmm. And so lowland is really lowland, so it's, it's very hard. In do you ever the, go up, though? Do you ever go... Do you ever like... Yeah, like we hike Griffith Park, you just hike Mount Everest or something? Oh, no. Well, not Everest, not, but do you ever right, go yeah, up, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, after 20,000, I'm, I'm pretty well, big. That's are, what I imagine. Yeah. I mean, we have the layer of mountains, right? So you have, like, <laughs> some are, like, just, just like our Rocky Mountains. I mean... So these are still big, so you can't just go there for, I mean, you can't just climb Mount Everest for the sake of having fun. Do people hike for fun there? Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, huh. but, but that's not necessarily true, probably, if you are talking about the actual Nepali people. So so for those who live in a high, mount, high mountain or hilly area, so they have to climb up and down for the sake of their daily lifestyle, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, it's, it's not necessarily fun for them to have. Yeah, it's like I don't watch a lot of comedy shows on TV. Yeah. It's kind of like hookers don't bang. Right, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like that's the last thing I want to see is like, oh, because if I love it, I'm like great joke structure, but I don't really laugh hard. Because you become very analytical about yeah, it. Yeah, because I'm mm, seeing it as a as like a skill, like as a technician where I'm like, oh, nice, good tag. That, you know, I can't just be in it. I see. It's kind of like that with you guys in hiking mountains. Probably so. <laughs> 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 So how much uh, warmer would the Earth have to get to melt all of the snow on Mount Everest? I'm imagining pretty warm, right? Well, yeah, that's a... Well, uh, honestly, in Mount Everest, you don't have any snow. You don't see snow. If you, if oh, you rem- good if, point. If you, recall, <laughs> if you recall the picture of Mount Everest, right, it's a bare rock, It's kind rock, of a big right? rock, Because yeah. for... Well, I, I am a glaciologist by training, so I did uh, my PhD in glacier mechanics or glacier physics. Basically. Was it because of the Titanic that got you involved in that? Well, maybe not. <laughs> 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 and, well, but I see your point, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we, we are, I mean, all the glaciologists around, so they are investigating, like, how much, you know, like, uh, how, how much temperature it should go up to melt, you know, all the glaciers and ice sheets that we have. But uh, if we are talking about the Greenland ice sheet and Antarctic ice sheet, these are the giant sheet of ice, right? The yeah. continental scale. I don't think they would kind of completely, uh, you know, like lose mass. When was the last time we got to this low of, when, when was the last time we had this much melting, like in the history of the Earth? Well, that's a good question, but I, I don't think I have an answer. But, but there are, if you look at the millennia time scale, you know, like. Uh, yeah. The, the change in ice volume, so basically the extent and retreat of the Greenland and Antarctic ice sheet. So you could see every 100,000 years there is a, a systematic cycle, and that has uh, something to do with the Milankovitch cycle, right? That the, the I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the, that's the, the basic. What, what do you call it? Uh, Milankovitch cycle. So it's, it's uh, related to uh, the relative position of Earth. Uh, in the solar system, yeah. so basically uh, with respect to sun, right? So, yeah. so I mean, the, the Earth is uh, rotating. I mean, the, the axis of Earth around sun is is kind of elliptical, what we call, right? Mm-hmm. But, but uh, the ellipticity would stretch out or it tends to mm. become a circle. Wow, right? I didn't know that. Uh, over the time period of roughly 100,000 years. So What drives that, that? It's like uh, a trade of angular momentum from the probably Earth? Probably so, yeah, yeah. Is there like another the cycle that's like 30 million years? Like the solar system's position in the galaxy or something, and that starts changing all kinds of crazy shit? I have got no idea about that. Because Kevin is only an expert in, in cheap electricity in the Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> so everything else, you got to talk to me about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he's, a, he's very intelligent. But... um. Yeah, is is one of the major scary things weather? Is that is that what is coming? That, that's scary. Yeah, what weather pattern? Like weather I mean, erratic, like erratic weather patterns. Well, if you look at the climate uh, climate change uh, related literature, so you could see normally, you know, like uh, some statements like, so we tend to get the the higher frequency of extreme events, right, and 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 that can be related to the ongoing uh, climate warming. So basically meaning if, you, if we have a uh, pretty giant storm uh, once uh, every 100 years, if we used to have that frequency, but now it could be maybe once 
every 10 years, something like that. So yeah. th- those kind of frequencies uh, are likely to uh, increase in the future. Because it's the more warmth in the oceans causes just more energy that gets yeah, conducted yeah, into that, the that's atmosphere. That's one of the mechanics, but, you know, like we are talking about the entire planet and there are, so we have ocean, we have ice, we have kind of biosphere or whatever, we have atmosphere. So basically uh, it's kind of this, kind of the transport of material from one place to another place and trans- transport of energy, as you say, right? Right. And that is causing probably all those kind of What's things. the main cause of global warming? Well, that's a very good question, but I don't think I can give you a kind of definite answer. But Well, uh, so uh, look, scientists have... Uh, you can pie graph it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so sci- scientists have... Uh, I'm, I'm not a climatologist, so I must confess that first. But climatologists, uh, they, they, they tend to uh, argue that. So I they, love that someone with a PhD in this is more reserved about their opinion than yeah, any I mean, asshole on BuzzFeed. That, that's true. <laughs> like, it's just random assholes. It's like, I'm a random asshole. This is what I think. And he's like, you know, my PhD is, is not in quite that exact thing. Well, we, so. we are kind of trained that way in a way, right? Because we are not really allowed to speak, you know, like... You're under a lot right. of scrutiny. Well, right. Yeah, everyone's I mean, trying to say what you're saying. They're like, well, he said this, he said that. Exactly, said, yeah. Nobody, act, like, that's one of the things that bothers me about people saying, well, 99% of scientists say this. or Like, you're, if your information comes from certain sources exactly. and you're I'm not sort of- literally talking to a scientist or reading journals, that's just, that thing in the way is the channel you're getting it from, not the... Yeah, the I mean, Nathan, science, for so. you, shows that. Like, it's like he can make something completely false and have it on a thousand television shows in like three days yeah because yeah. it's like people just repeat it's like secondary sources versus primary sources in history mm-hmm. it's like if one person makes a claim and you don't even remember who made that claim everyone just repeats it forever okay but just for clarity this podcast is a lot closer to buzzfeed mm-hmm. than to a scientific journal i don't so know just yeah, I don't think so. Think so. <laughs> we're primary source yeah we're primary <laughs> this podcast gets to the primary source right here man yeah maybe i'll tell that to my friend kip thorne who was on it <laughs> yeah Tell him that's he's doing BuzzFeed. great, by the way. He won I know. The he's probably going to get a Nobel Prize, right? He, yeah, absolutely. You See, know, I'm know. the opposite of a scientist. I just go with my gut. He w- he also won the <laughs> Shaw Prize last week, same one that my father won last year, so that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, when yeah. Kip came on this podcast, in- it's not like we're going to worry about him after. We're like, yeah, this kid's going to do fun. Jimmy, yeah, you know like the Shaw Prize? Have you heard of it? It's in Hong Kong? No. Hong Kong Prize. Just because it's in Hong Kong don't mean that I've heard of it. Can yeah, I? way to be a cultural yeah, I mean, asshole. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, this is what. Uh, so nobody heard of it when my father-in-law won, but um, but now we're excited that Kip won it because he, he actually might make the prize famous rather than the other way around. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Kip, like, Kip's got heat. Yeah, they'll just like, hey, the guy who did Interstellar won this thing that no one's heard of. Like, I but had they're his trying book, to make themselves but... like the like the Chinese equivalent of the Nobel Prize, and it's a mm. huge prize, and they claim that it. They want it to be that way, but it hasn't quite worked yet. Because like nothing a lot of people... ever works when you phrase it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you can right. never be like, "Well, we're yeah. the, this version of the Olympics." Right. Like, yeah. It's like, well, right. then now you're already not. Or, or meets. It's the same way with meets. If someone's pitching a show and it's like, it's like A meets B, that right. guaranteed and bullshit. Like, then right you're Z. <laughs> Do you win money for these prizes or what? Oh happens? yeah, it's huge. How much yeah. cash? It's yeah. a million dollars per category. For, for your research you or in your pocket? No, in your pocket. And what, Damn, what, what kind of tax structure? Are we, are we talking uh, China tax structure or uh, no, Nevada? No, US, U.S. What state? <laughs> what are we talking Nevada? No, I think... Uh, I might buy a condo in Nevada just so, in case I win so the basically, prize. Let's bust out your father-in-law's tax returns. Anyway, you have to split it, though, so it's the same. So split basically, Kip is balling, though. That's all yeah, I'm saying. He's, he's been balling for he, a while, though. He sure. won a whole bunch. He's won, I think he's on, like, his fourth. Anyway, enough about our other guests. Sure. More about you. So, anyway, please, just say what as honest as you can. Well, uh, again, I'll uh, briefly repeat, like, so... Going back to your question about what is uh, actually causing global warming. Yeah, because uh, the reason climate deniers have a platform mm-hmm. is because they have so much unlike justified entitlement. Yeah, so like the people that actually know shit always do what you do, where they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, we can't completely prove it a hundred percent," and the climate deniers are like, "Fuck it, it's not warm today." So we got to get Why a common ground here somehow. Why do we have snow? The scientists got to be more and pro. I, 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 no, man. <laughs> fuck hairspray. Well, fuck it. No. 
So briefly going back to your question about what is actually uh, uh, what might actually have caused the global right. warming. So scientists think it, it's related to human-induced you know causes. Uh, for example, we are burning fossil fuel and things like that, right? So how much is cattle though? Isn't that a major factor? Uh, yeah, I think there's pro- there's probably also Just one of the contributing cows. factors, but I don't know like how it much. It is, but I've been thinking about this a lot. A lot of people are against hydrogen cars and also farming because of the fact there's uh methane and uh hydrogen gas yeah isn't methane like a bitch they're they're both really bad uh gases but there's a big difference co2 not stable is Is it less stable less stable methane's less stable yeah co2 is permanently stable methane and hydrogen will both oxidize eventually i don't know what the rate is but it's Mm -hmm. definitely not a long time because they're in an oxygen atmosphere so if they're hit by light at the right time They'll oxidize. Oxidize meaning it becomes oxygen and it's cool. Yeah. So my fart eventually becomes becomes oxygen? So, well, I mean, CO2 is like the lowest energy state that carbon can be in. So you have methane in the atmosphere. It's attached to hydrogen. And that's not a – that has energy – that can – once it's, you know, oxidizes with oxygen, which is all around it, it's going to stay in the CO2 form. It's not going to stay in the worst greenhouse gas methane form. So it's an easier thing to get around with. I mean, we can minimize plants, that. Aren't plants know. fired up about all the CO2, though? Uh, I don't think so, actually. Really? Because isn't that that's what they breathe? They, Photosynthesis, they get, dog. Yeah. Learned in third grade. Yeah. Well, they're limited by both and the presence of water, so I'm not sure which is the most rate-limiting. But it's, Good point. Yeah. Thanks. It's a really good point, bro. Thank you. Is there any way to get CO2 out of the air? Like, is there like a giant machine we can yeah, make? Yeah, I think, I think a forest, right? The woods. The forest? Yeah, yeah. It, is that more efficient than anything that you can make? Like, because you make like a... Because the algae, isn't that like one of the biggest... The photoplankton, yeah. Yeah, photoplankton. Yeah, I'm very poor in chemistry kind of thing. Maybe. Okay, this one I'm I just, looking, I'm just looking for answers. <laughs> so I know about this one. There's a cool NASA satellite. Maybe we should get someone from there too that looks for the oxygen movement on Earth. And what's kind of funny is like, uh, like a lot of times people are like, "Oh, the rainforest makes all our oxygen." But what this satellite found out is actually like almost all the oxygen that the rainforest makes is consumed by animals in the rainforest. Mm. Right? Really? It's just sort of in equilibrium. And it's kind of like the American economy. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Where it's like trickle down economics. It trickles down to their friends. <laughs> so what's the yeah, solution basically. to plant more trees but kill animals? Um, so stop, so stop being ki- a vegetarian. Eat more meat. Yeah, we gotta start killing monkeys. Yeah. Well, it, I think the solution there was the chopping down the rainforest isn't neither good nor bad idea. It's a but zero it's sum not game. gonna make us run out of oxygen. The photoplankton is, but that's probably more related to global warming, right? Because the animals, yeah. I don't know where they live, where they like. Well, he's, they he's, can survive anything. That's not, he's not a zoologist, Kevin. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, you're back. I know how you're. I know how you're thinking now. It's kind of like when when people are like, "Oh, you're a comedian. Can you fly a plane?" And I'm like, "Yes," <laughs> <laughs> but I can't though. And then everyone dies. It's like people ask me because I work at JPL for the last three years, right? and people ask me like, "Do you work on kind of rocket science or so? It's something like that, right?" Yeah. I mean, so not everybody who works on rocket science or Mars curiosity, right? So totally. what do you usually work on day-to-day on JPL? Uh, I, I am a scientist. Uh, in JPL, normally we say, like, we have a bunch of scientists and a bunch of engineers, right? So I'm a scientist, meaning I am an art scientist, to be specific. Art scientist? Yes. Hmm. And art, E-R-T-S. Oh, e- E-R-T, not the... Art, Earth. not A-R-T. Earth. 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 Oh, not <laughs> art. Yeah. Art scientist no, no, no. sounds like... No, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like art, that sounds like you know, a liberal arts college that don't pay none. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, yeah, I basically uh, uh, work on ice, uh, melting of ice, how ice actually melts, and how it contributes to global uh, sea level change. Yeah, but how did you study this? I mean, this t- uses a satellite or something, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So can you tell us about the satellite? Well, we, we have... Uh, okay, so... This is study for this a particular uh, study where we talk about the global warming affecting the pole motion. So we never planned to work on that problem actually. So my so it's goal like a spin was off from something else. Well, I mean, we knew. I mean, we had data of pole motion, how the pole has evolved over the past, uh, you know, like a hundred years or so. We knew we had data, and we knew. Uh, some potential uh, mechanics that could explain, you know, those data for motion. But my uh, original idea was uh, to 
calculate uh, the local change in mass, for example, if we uh, kind of, if we melt a glacier, which is of, let's say, the uh, size of the greater Los Angeles, right? And if you look at that particular uh, spatial extent of glacier on a global frame, it's like a dot, right? One yeah. single point. And how can you uh, accurately capture that local changes uh, going on in glaciers uh, at the same time uh, while calculating the global scale sea level distribution. Yeah, how do you do that? Well, uh, that, for that, I'll have to uh, teach you some mathematics. So. Is it all? Is it like, a, do you make a, a graphic model of the Earth calculating well, like the nickel and the plates and all? Like, do you have to go through every aspect of weight? Well, that's in a way true, but uh, it's not. I mean, you said graphics, right? That, that kind of. Uh, I mean, we call mesh, right? The element mesh. Uh, oh, final okay. Element, right? It's a different terminology. Yeah. And how do you do that? How do you calculate them? Well, I mean, uh, there are certain physical laws that uh, we want to capture, you know, while solving for the this global problem. Yeah. At the same time, also solving for the local problem of ice mechanics. And I don't know how to answer your question, but but we have found some ways, some mathematical way out that allows us to map a very small scale change on a global scale, uh, you know, on, on a global scale map. Do so you guys know how much the Earth weighs? Well, I guess so, but I don't remember the number now. I mean, granted, it's relative to its own gravity, which is a mindfuck yeah. in its own, but exactly. like... Just, ju- like, based on the surface gravity of the Earth, like, what the Earth potentially weighs. Because once you have I, to know that to understand how it affects the wobble. Actually, I know that I'm, I'm going to interject in this one because mm-hmm. I know this from... Ego alert! Yeah. I, uh, this one I learned from Kip Thorne, actually. So it's from a Thorne. Oh, name drop alert! Yeah. Uh, what's really cool is uh, we actually don't know how much, as, uh, like, bodies in space, you know, like heavenly bodies, weigh very accurately. Meaning we don't know how much they weigh compared to like a kilogram that we can hold. Mm-hmm. We know how many uh, like you know how many atoms go into 1 kilogram to really really high precision and we know the precision of the sun and the earth and the moon to each other to really high precision mm-hmm. but the actual translation between those two it goes into the gravitational constant uh, or sometimes called Newton uh, Newton's constant it's capital G. Yes. And the units on that are actually not very good. It's like four digits. Exactly. So we actually don't know the, the mass of the sun. Why is the it, other... why are the units so so four digity? Well, because when we do an experiment with a kilogram, we can only measure the gravity effect it has in the lab and it's terrible because it's so weak right. and the earth is so big. So we don't have any experiment that's like halfway between a thing you can make in the lab mm-hmm. and then the size of the can earth. you do a theoretical model that you do, that you can't test? Like based on, you know what I'm saying? No. Like based on the gravity of the earth and then like how the distance from the center of the earth and what the gravity is and then like just shrink the shit out of it like with an algorithm to like a fucking marble? Well, well yeah, you do that with Einstein's theory of Right, but, they, but you're saying that you can't test it because it's so small, but can't you just do an equation to like figure out what it would be and then you don't have to actually test the gravity well, of a fucking orange. I, I, I think there yeah. are some uh, kind of reasonable numbers that would give you, okay, that's the weight of the planet. And right. I'm, I'm not sure what number that is, but uh, I mean, I see your point. So basically what you are saying is like, if we measure the gravity at every single point on the surface of our planet, yeah. which we can do now, yep. uh, that's a good thing. But how do you do that? You do that with what? Oh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll come back to your point okay. later, right? And then... The scale from crunch. Yeah, and and they do some... But now the point is that the... Okay, so in geodesy, in space geodesy, so these guys are always worried about... uh, I mean, I try to learn uh, space geodesy as well because the earth rotation is essentially part of that, right? And they talk about so many different uh, reference frames, and it's kind of very difficult to perceive, you know, like... And they they call, for example, the center of mass of the entire Earth reference frame, CM. And that also keeps on changing depending upon your, uh, depending upon, for example, the motion of the material on the surface, right? Yeah. So center of so mass well. is essentially, if so everything is in equilibrium, place. yeah, it's not a, it, Oh, so, and also this, the center of the Earth-Moon yeah. is not even really close to the center of the Earth. A lot of people don't remember so, that. So, the, so moon, the Earth actually wobbles because of the Moon going around. That's true. So it's, it's, I, a, it's a sacred dance. <laughs> that's where the waves come from, right? And tides and stuff? Yeah, and uh, yeah, tides sort are related to the, the interplanetary attraction. And ovulation cycles. Yeah, yeah. Oh. 
Just pulling on those ovaries. It's just, I mean, 28 days, the odds of that are, I mean, we can calculate that. It's clearly moon-related. <laughs> <laughs> and going back to your uh, question about how we measure gravity, so uh, in my uh, paper uh, that we are, uh, we are discussing now. John Mayer times Sandra Bullock divided by... Well, because he wrote a song, Gravity. She was in a movie, Gravity. Sorry. Sorry for fucking bringing some heat. Well, uh, okay, so on a, on a, uh, I know this is a comment, so on a serious note, so I'd like We don't to, have those. Yeah, here. okay, sorry. I was dead serious. <laughs> so we have a mission, a gravity mission called uh, GRACE, GRACE, Gravity Recovery and Climate Experiment, something like that. So in this mission, we have uh, a pair of satellites, uh, they are about, I don't know, maybe 136 or 140 miles apart. Oh, and, cool. And, and they constantly keep on, you know, like uh, monitoring the entire uh, surface of our planet. Oh, it was That's like cool. lasers or something? Or uh, yeah, radar? and they, they communicate uh, through, you know, awesome. like all those laser kind of uh, thing. And oh, and they like, so they're like a little ruler that goes around and they measure the stretch and, and pull. Yeah, and, and the idea is that, uh, so, so as a function of the gravity, the local gravity, the distance between these two satellites change. So sometimes it goes cool. in and sometimes goes out. So it's a, it's a lot like LIGO, but it's in, in LIGO you're looking for the motion of something really far away. But here you're looking for the motion exactly. of the different masses on the surface of the Earth, like like mountains. Exactly. And stuff so like that. if you, for example, have a mountain or the high gravity anomaly region, and the first uh, satellite is approaching, meaning the effect of that high gravity anomaly on the first satellite is higher compared to uh, that of the second satellite, right? And mm -hmm. consequently, the first one accelerates a bit faster than the second one, and you can oh, see... Oh, like, okay. It's, it's those it's differences that. that you can calculate. Yeah, that, so that like, difference let's say can you're, be... You're approaching Mount Everest. So yes. the first theory satellite, of satellite relativity. The first satellite sees Mount... or It's closer to Mount Everest, yeah. so it, it gets a little speed up, and the other satellite's like, dude, what the hell? Where are you going? Exactly. It's like, you'll see, and then it comes up, and then it speeds up because of Mount Everest as they move away. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing... The first one kind of slowed down first. And it's like, why are you slowing down, man? Let's go. And then it passes Mount Everest. Exactly. It's like, oh, I see. It's cool exactly. up here. It's like when, when two dudes are passing, like a hot chick, and like one's head moves. And it's like, why is your head Oh, now my head's moving. And then you can calculate the firmness of her buns. Exactly. Or it's also like... Uh, <laughs> it's way too heteronormative it, 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 It's also it's too like... what? <laughs> You're too heteronormative for this I show. I could have said... Heteronormative. I, I could have said human, but that just sounded weird. <laughs> two humans no, have some no reason joke. to pay attention to of, someone. I thought of that. In my head, I'm like, do I say human now? <laughs> like, how crazy has this thing gotten? Or two humans pass another human of attractiveness. <laughs> that's just... I mean, there's no, there's nothing there. That just makes me sound like a psycho. Yeah, say attractive you have to say like unqualified desirable no there's no way to be like two living cadavers pass <laughs> it's like just so removed of life it's like that's how you we can see boobs now. my my child we uh we both have young babies when you see a baby's drive towards a uh, a breast you finally understand why you, you like them yeah it all clicks yeah, I mean, I have friends that are really gay, and they still like boobs. There's something about boobs that are like, yeah, I mean, they're still sweet boobs, even though I'm super gay. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, because it's where life comes from when you're, like, basically a blind mouse. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I just need to live. Put a tit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so all I'm saying is if you degender that, you take away a baby's right to have nutrients. I'm just trying to backtrack here. Because I didn't say human, human, <laughs> fucking non-gendered neck turn. Non-gendered neck turn. Uh, so, yeah, so that's cool. So that's how the satellite works. I just want to make one thing clear, though. I might have misled people. When I say that it's like LIGO, there's definitely a difference between measuring a change in the local distribution of mass mm -hmm. than detecting an actual gravitational wave. Because... One is just a geometric factor about which one's closer to the other. A gravitational wave is actually a transmission of the vibration of gravity through space. And so they're not... Uh, they, what's the first one they use similar to... The first one is uh, measuring... Well, I don't remember how I said it. Well, I got the second one. Is the second one almost like a photon? Yeah. 
So what's the first one? But not one? quantized. We don't know. Right. I, mean, that's I got, yeah, it's got that like mysterious. Yeah, it's a lot like light. Yeah, it's the yeah. equivalent of light. So, oh, that, okay, that's how we can do it. It's the difference between measuring an electric field versus measuring light. So, gotcha. So the, the gravity that is measured in these mm-hmm. satellites, that's like the, the equivalent of the electric field or the magnetic field of the it's Earth. It's like when two guys Whereas see the a hot the electromagnetic. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when two bros are looking at some sweet chicks. <laughs> And one, like, hands out his card, but the other one just, like, chills back and shows off his vibes. <laughs> oh, uh-oh, is that an accurate metaphor, even though it probably offended people? Because I assigned gender. My bad. I speak Spanish as well. Every single noun has a fucking gender. La luna? Yeah, that means the moon has a pussy. Not el luna. Not el fucking luna. By the way, that's all of Latin languages. Want to fucking start some heat? That goes every, all Latin? Does that? Fran- French, wow. Portuguese, Italian, and Spanish yeah. all assign gender to every word. <laughs> Even English, there's he and she. In Chinese, there isn't. There isn't? Yeah, in Polish, no. I found no. out. Um, it's just worker. It just, th- it's just, it's just this person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know yeah. if it's, it's like a, a, It's just like a worker. Yeah. <laughs> it just took me, that was so racist. It took me a second. Was it racist? It was idealist. Okay. It, it didn't have to do with the race. racist. It didn't have to do with race. It had to do Beyond with Beyond the... sexist, it was just racist. Speaking of uh, racism. Pretty mellow, I wouldn't have said it. Therefore, it's not racist. <laughs> it's ideological. <laughs> Speaking of ideology and racism, do you think you guys can settle the Chinese Nepalese dispute or something uh, on this show? What's the beef? What's the beef, even? I don't know. That's what you got. I'm not going to. There really is no beef. It's all, no beef. It's not going to culturally It's all manufactured by dispute. Yahoo News to sell shit. <laughs> Maybe there's beef. I don't yeah, fucking yeah, know. It's, it's white people in the Western world starting shit for us easy, Asian people, right? Easy. We're is, not. Is that, is white that what people? That's a bit of a. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> I don't like to be. White, wait, sorry. Sorry. White men. Right? Is that, well, is how do you know I'm a man? Hey, it should be I human. Not have a man. <laughs> human, human. I'm yeah. a human, Jimmy. <laughs> I did 23 and me back in the day. I'm part Asian from like a thousand billion years ago. Oh, man. Uh, so I have another question. Uh, I saw a lot of people say, hey, the world's not freezing because all Antarctica is actually getting bigger. And I saw that mentioned in your article. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little about, about that? Set the record straight. Like, where is there getting more ice, and where is there less ice, and what is the overall effect? State, okay. So, uh, one thing, uh, one confusion, and one uh, climate uh, uh, denier, right? One climate, I mean, climate denier. I'm not a climate denier. No, no, no. I know I'm I'm white, but I'm not a goddamn climate denier. (laughs) He's heteronormative, non-anti-science. Well, I mean, normally the climate (laughs) deniers. (laughs) And by the way, can I just bring up the fact glaciers are fucking white? getting darker because of aerosol and things like that. So. Right, so now we're starting to miss the big white glaciers, right? Oh, so we could get Trump on board with this then and just be like, I think he sounds, wall, he sounds like he's on meth, doesn't he? <laughs> you ever, have you ever hung out with a meth man? Like, that's how Trump talks. It's like very disjointed. I think we're going to see, once they actually start going for the, the real presidential race, we're not going to get into too much politics. Oh, yeah, I no, just got to yeah, throw this out there. That. Now that primary season is pretty much one week away. I never make statements. Um, I just make casual comments I, about but, what pill they may be on. But I had this revelation. I was like, all this, I used to think, I've said on this, this, thing, this podcast that, a lot of Trump, he's just doing it just to get the nomination, and then he'll suddenly get all centrist once he's running. But I think we'll get like a really in- interesting insight into him if once he starts running and everyone's like, okay, yeah, we're gonna back him because he's gonna be centrist now, and then he just keeps on going. He will, and I, that will be that will be hilarious. Sam Harris and we'll Rogan, the, the neurologist or the the brain, so the <clears throat> neurologist, but. He broke down Trump so well about his speech patterns always seem disjointed. There's like almost no example of him stringing together a full paragraph with like, like noun, coherent, verb, yeah. noun, verb. You know, it's always so, like. But, but is that just because that's his way of being on TV or is this going to change when he runs? Do you think? I don't think that you, you're, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis couldn't do that. <laughs> like you, can, you, can, you can't fake that. You can't commit to that type yeah. of speech pattern and then just go back on it. He, one of the things he does, I notice he goes, and another thing, he does that in the middle of everything. So he'll be explaining something about, and another thing, Trump really likes getting sentences, and you know, and one more thing, have you noticed that he does that? All right, forget oh, it. Oh, dude, Kum- Kumail had a really funny tweet to Trump. He, Trump said something like, 
we're good, Hillary, bad, like, sparkle, you know, we success, America great. He goes, did you translate that from Japanese? <laughs> I couldn't His stop laughing. It so literally funny. was oh like, it looked like it was translated from another language. <laughs> like, it was just like, we make great now with things good, sparkle. And it was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, like, all politics aside, you can't, like, look at that man and be like, He's speaking like a meth addict. Mm. I don't know. It's all good. I'm not even uh, one of those people that gets super fired up about politics. I'm just pointing out like, hey, how about the guy that isn't holding a dragon? You know, it's like, it's a crazy situation. Is he a climate denier? Oh, oh big yeah. time. Oh, yeah, huge. In fact, That's your satellite, up, yeah. your satellite's probably going to get shot down. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. If he's I'm, elected. I'm really no, potato guns, potato guns don't reach that high. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Anything with climate in the name. Yeah, I mean, is that, that a problem I, you guys have to deal off, with? Maybe. That? Is that a problem that you guys have to deal with? That I mean, isn't uh, there like I, a little bit of an irrational mm -hmm. fear of even studying anything related to the climate because then it might like it's like a witch hunt. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Uh, well, I shouldn't. We won't say put you in this position because yeah. politics are. I don't, are I don't think he will get uh, elected as president, but I shouldn't say so. No, you maybe. can. You're a human being. Well, God damn it! You're right to have opinions. He, yeah. If he is, uh, if he will be the president, I don't know. Maybe how how he gonna, he's going to you know. It'll be like King Joffrey. Yeah. Everyone's just Always like, like it's fine. I can't get deported. So just speak your mind, man. <laughs> That's a good point. It's kind of like me being like, just reach the shelf. No, I mean, I mean, well, my, my point is that Donald Trump keeps on changing his viewpoints from oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. today to he tomorrow. Could, you never know. He, once he gets uh, uh, elected, you know, like in a hypothetical scenario, maybe he might just want to say, okay, NASA folks. Keep on doing whatever you guys are totally. doing. Right. Like, good. I've always been I've always been for climate change studies. I've yeah. always I've always been like he could do that. He's like, in, I'm pro anti-abortion. <laughs> <laughs> like he does that shit all the time. He sounds like a guy trying to get ass. <laughs> like it's like he's in a bar being like, No, I'm totally into that and against that. And no, now I'm into that now. Can we just leave? Like how long do we have to hang out at this bar? <laughs> it's like, oh no, I love fucking Jaeger. It's like he's just just trying to get America's ass. That's, yeah, it's like, that's no, true. That's so true. It's like, oh, your dad sounds like a horrible person. Yeah. Like, he's just saying whatever he needs to do to get ass. I mean, listen, coming from a guy who's done that, I can see it a mile away. He's trying to mm -hmm. fuck America right in the vagina or ass. I'm not a fucking hetero whatever thing. You can put your dick anywhere you want. That's why I'm not judging anyone. But the fucking motion is still the same. Unless someone's going to be like, well, we just leave it in and don't move. You're a bigot. <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe you fuck without movement. I'm not, that doesn't make me a bad person. Osleo-normative. That's what I'm going to call it. Osleo-normative, bro. We just make Let's love. hashtag that. Everybody hashtag out Osleo-normative if you can figure out how to spell it. Nobody yeah, no one's going to do that. that. <laughs> not one person's going to start that hashtag. Let's, uh, let's hashtag his name. Yeah. Then that good. would be a contest. Anybody that can do that with some t-shirt. I don't, I don't know what kind of t-shirt. Yeah, we need to get t-shirts. We're going to do that. Oh, we're we going to get t-shirts for sure. Um, anyway, back to your, the question, though. So I'm losing... Textile normative. I, I'm more into sweatshirts <laughs> and sweaters. White man. Okay, one, one quick note uh, that people always get confused uh, uh, about is uh, sea ice and actual ice sheet. So by ice sheet, we mean the grounded ice, right? So on the ground, you have ice. And she ice sheet, sheet kind of, is on rock, yeah, oh, yeah. not floating on water. Okay. No. The, well, there is some component of uh, the ice sheet uh, that is floating, what we call ice shelf. Right. So there are different there are different things. But sea ice is a very tiny kind of uh, very thin layer of uh, ice compared to the ice sheet, right, which is on the order of a couple of kilometers or maybe three or four kilometers uh, right at the middle of the entire ice, shit. right? It's crazy. But the sea ice is like um, hardly maybe on the order of a couple of meters, maybe something like that. Right. And uh, so recently, the observation uh, suggests that the sea ice is actually growing, and it is this information that climate denier use uh, to argue uh, that right so it just Antarctic ice sheet is growing, and it, right? And it sounds but, but it's a totally different thing. Sea ice yeah. is growing, but not the Antarctic ice sheet. It, oh. it doesn't. It doesn't have any girth. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to make the joke. We all figured <laughs> out. Why does sheet ice grow in there? Well, uh, that's a good question. Probably I cannot answer. But is but, it because it's but, melting it's been, and falling off? <laughs> well, it, it's been a very well understood uh, phenomenon. 
that uh, and it is essentially related to global warming. So global warming is uh, a changing uh, sea ice in such a way that the Arctic sea ice, just you know, in the north uh, around the North Pole, so it's kind of depleting or uh, retreating. But in the southern hemisphere, the sea ice is growing. So it's been kind of well understood. Uh, all these oceanographers, they do, you know, like the ocean circulation, and uh, they can explain. So this is essentially related to the global warming, in fact, the growth of sea ice around the southern hemisphere. Sea ice is almost like a credit card limit, and then the main ice is like your 401k. Where it's like, oh, yeah, now you can put 20000 on your Amex. And you're like, oh, great, let's get a skidoo. <laughs> or ski do whatever the fuck they're called, but it's really just like simple carbohydrates, right? They talk about one part of your financial portfolio instead of looking at your whole financial exactly. situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in a way that's true. Does it help with reflecting I, the sun now for global warming? Because it still has that white vibe that kind of bounces the rays off, right? Yeah, that's a good point, and that's what we call albedo. So albedo is essentially the measure of how much uh, incoming solar radiation is uh, being reflected back. Right. Right. If it is so white, that means like one goes out. Whatever comes in, that goes out right, right from the surface. And, and the, the, the snow cannot really have time to absorb the uh, radiation, right? But uh, in, on Greenland ice these days, uh, since we have like uh, a lot of melting going on over the entire, pretty much the entire uh, ice sheet uh, in, in this time of the year, right, in the summer. And what happens is that, so you have uh, the ice melting, which would mean, or snow melting, which would mean that the albedo uh, drops down, meaning if the incoming solar radiation is one, like 0.6 or 0.5 is reflected back and the remainder is kind of being absorbed. And, and, and this is causing the, the more melting. So that's what we call the positive feedback right. associated with the albedo. So, so, so that's, that's happening uh, oh, on the, the Greenland ice. The yeah, reflection goes the other. It's a cooling action, but it is more. Yeah, yeah with less reflection, it's more like because uh, wasn't what? Snowball Earth like way back in the day? Like wasn't it was almost a tipping point when it just was reflecting so much. It just kept mm-hmm. growing and growing. We're going to have that guy, too, on the show. Snowball Yeah, but, but that, that's probably Snowball the guy? basic idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. volcanoes saved it, right? Yeah, Siberia. I got to say, one of the things I'm most worried about global warming is not so much the way it is right now. What worries me is that there's a little bit of something that we're so close to sort of like the safety net zone that something like a volcanic activity mm-hmm. or like like a deep, deep like a thawing of a yeah, large we're like losing our buffer zone. Of, yeah, yeah, I'm worried like one of the buffer zones suddenly just warms up way faster than we realize. Like right. like the Arctic tundra or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about uh, car- uh methane. Like one of the things I've heard people worry about is that methane gets released from permafrost because there's a lot of stored yes. gas. But there's a lot there. of oil there. That's another like crazy oil. Uh, although I mean they they do oil in the North Pole, so yeah, but it'll be like a lot more accessible. Yeah. So the takeaway, the moral of this is, uh, sheet ice is is bad. Uh, ice sheet what? is good. Nothing. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> people that talk about ice sheet like politicians, they know what they're talking about. They're scientists, mm-hmm. and people that talk about sheet ice are trying to skew the facts, and they're assholes. Is that the main takeaway? Yeah. Sea that's, ice. See. She- Right? <laughs> sheet ice, bro. Are we talking about sea, sea ice? ice? Sea ice. Sheet ice. Sea ice. Sea ice. S E A. S E A, yeah. Oh, sea ice. Sea ice. And ice sheet. Yeah, one think DiCaprio. The other one. Ice sheet is DiCaprio. Sea ice is DiCaprio. They're both DiCaprio because one is the revenant. One is the Titanic. Sea ice, the ice that is floating, already floating on the ocean. So it's not going to affect the sea level rise. So even though... The entire sea ice melts out. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole, uh, yeah. the whole ice cube in a cup. Doesn't yeah, be, change because the yeah, yep. yeah. But the only thing that concerns us is the sheet ice. Yes, it's double E-T. The sheet. ice that is, sheet ice. Yeah, that is that is and on the, the on the ice. continent, right? So when we melt, I mean, when the sheet ice. I thought uh, we were saying co- sheets. <laughs> <laughs> 
You see, this is how policy gets skewed. Yeah. You literally thought we were talking about the Middle East so the whole time. time. Like, this weird. There's no ice, ice, ice sheet. Is global warming is is uh, indication of global warming? Yeah, and that's very ice important. But politicians yeah. are trying to skew it by saying the sea ice is exactly. growing. Exactly. So whoever Dude, talks about sea ice, you can't just blame politicians. Well, For every politician, there's like there's like eighty thousand like people on the internet sure, but I'm say saying, the exact same thing. His his point is saying that people that talks about sea ice is trying to skew the fact of mm-hmm. actual ice sheet melting by saying that sea ice is growing. Mm-hmm. So basically, next time you hear somebody talk about sea ice, you should just call him an asshole and not listen to him. If somebody talks about <laughs> ice sheet, yeah, then that guy knows the science. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You got that right. Yes. Well done. Yes. Do you think uh, Bill Nye is doing a good job with the, uh, the global yeah, warming communication, I mean. or do you think he just makes people mad? Well, I think I'm a big fan of him, so oh, okay. yeah, I, I don't see... Well, you're the choir, though. See, I think he does a good job because I think that he like has enough of a that that like humor vibe that like when he did that ham versus nye, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I have, I have. because he wasn't crazy condescending like some scientists. Like oh, yeah. he, I like how he communicates. I think he's a master communicator, actually. Yeah, really popular episode. What's that? And it was a really popular. He, he was more engaging than mo- most anyone. Comics well, we have. Well, it's al- it's almost like how. The, the Trump problem is that people don't know how to criticize him without sounding like assholes. And mm-hmm. that, almost, that reinforces his base. Where it's like, these people are so stupid who like Donald Trump. And they're like, if you keep calling me stupid, I'll vote for him five fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Versus it's the same with science. Where it's like, you're all stupid if you don't know about global warming. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, fuck you. <laughs> so if it, like Nye has that way of talking like how people actually talk. So they're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I trust that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And communication is the is the root of so many problems. You know, some of these people you can tell they they're trolls. They like instigating with it. They want make people to feel stupid, and then that only doubles down their insane beliefs mm-hmm. that they can't justify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good <coughs> closer. Thanks, man. Closer. This has been fun. Yeah. So right. grade wise, what do we get here out of ten? You can go individuals, yeah. and yeah, yeah, obviously yeah, I win. Yeah. Well, based on what, based on the based on of- just your vibe, you know. Who would you like to hang out with after this? <laughs> well, all of you guys. All of you guys, for sure. Oh, all, awesome. all, all, awesome. all of you guys. Thanks. 10 out of 10. Yeah, but I, I, I did that. slightly better, right? Yeah, maybe 10 point G to G. Yeah, I see. I'll give you that. You were, you were on target today. Yeah, 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 yeah you did. Really all right. Dr. Surendra Adhikari, that's me. Yeah, that's you. Thank you so much for being on our show. This has been really fun. Do you have a Twitter or a website you want to plug? Well, I do have Twitter, actually. So I really want many people to follow me. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. How's it spelled? Uh, Alpine Glaciers. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh there you go. Glaciers. Yeah. 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 Glaciers. Glaciers, yeah. Glaciers, yeah. yeah. Are you going to change your name to that for just for simplicity? Or Alpine something? Mick Glaciers. You're, you're, <laughs> you're the Irish geologist <laughs> who spent a lot of time in Nepal. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's Nepal, not Nepal, obviously. Right. If Trish wins, I recommend it. It's that. Nepal. 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 Yeah. But, Nepal. Yeah. Nepal. But you guys say Nepal. Okay, pa. Yeah, but we call China, Nepal. China. We call France, yeah. France. So we don't get any of them right. Japan is Nippon, right? Nippon. Nippon. Yeah. It's almost like all bon pen. Yeah, what's China? The French Can you say place. China? Zhongguo. Yeah, so that's, not, that's yeah. even like remotely Zhongguo. close. That's not... Uh, I do a bit, you ever see my bit about that? Uh, where it's yeah, like Germany. So. It's like we're Deutschland. It's like Germany. It's like, yeah, that's where I got it from, dude. I was yeah. just quote, all I do is just quote your bits. Now. It's like we're oh, Spain. No, we're Spain. It's like you're being a real Spain in the ass. <laughs> Spain. Don't open your fucking mouth. You're Spain now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This has been Shirley. You're joking. I'm Kevin Peter Hickerson. Follow me at KP Hickerson. Go to hugepianist.com for my upcoming dates. June 18th, I'm headlining the Hollywood Improv. June. 24th to the 26th, Gotham Comedy Club, and uh, my other podcast, Why Didn't They Laugh? And uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, no you big follow deal. me at Funny Asian Dude or go on celebdicksize.com. That is my website. Uh, no, seriously, check it out. It really is. It's real. uh, and of course, follow our friend here at Alpine Glacier. Uh, on Twitter. And um, I'm going to soon change my Twitter handle to Sea uh, Ice. Yeah, no, 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 that's not the good one. Ice sheet, I'm ice sorry. Sheet. I, ice sheet. No, you're more ice sea ice sheet. now that I think I'm about it. I'm more sea it. ice? You're calling me a fraud? You call me a hack? No, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying that you're misunderstood, man, and you're manipulated by the Republican Congress. <laughs> Great closer of the show, guys. Watch, watch Jim Van Silk on Valley this season. He's fucking crushing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, every Sunday after Game it. of Thrones. Thanks, guys.